Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 7, Hashtag Fire. And we also have a special guest joining us, my cousin Carly. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, I should say. Thank you. Happy to be here. (laughs) Here for this wild ride of an episode. Yes, definitely. Oh yeah, also we had to watch the previous episode before this one because Carly hadn't seen it yet and I was like oh just you wait <laughs> just you wait for the teenage threesome <laughs> uh-huh. it's, it's not a fan no, it's a real bummer to behold yeah um but would you Kelsey like to read us the google summary for this episode sure What starts out as a small grad camping getaway with Zig, Tiny, Jonah, Grace, and Maya turns into a bigger ordeal when Frankie, Esme, Shay, and Lola latch on. First of all, so many names. Too many names in that sentence. (laughs) That is all one sentence, and it's a lot. And also, I would argue that only Esme latched on. Shay was then invited. Frankie was coerced. And Lola was like, I guess I'm coming, too. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Esme was the only one who was a problem. Latching. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, fairly accurate summary. I mean, Um, they got all the names right. Yeah, yeah, they got all the names (laughs) in there. At least there's that. (laughs) Um, I kind of liked that this was, like, I hesitate to call it a bottle episode, but it was, like, we were just focused on this one group. We didn't have, like, a weird... Hunter has a boner fucking C plot again. <laughs> yeah. Or this stupid, like, what, fart fire the shit fart that was? Farts. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I could not. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So the episode is called Fire. And I guess, like, there's a campfire and also. There's an emotional uh, fire. Yeah. There's just, like, it's. Esme, I guess, is like metaphorically yelling fire in a crowded theater or something. Like, oh, that's true. That's a good one. <laughs> like, I feel like it's it's not the worst title we've had this season for sure. No, but the bar is pretty low. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Just, yeah. Um, speaking of low places, we start off <laughs> with fucking Uh-oh. the thruple in a cuddle pile at school. And I hate it a lot. Yes. I Although uh, I would like to say, this is like not a dig on polyamory, but I think we're all just pretty fucked up by the intentions of what's going on. It doesn't seem... Exactly. Like, I know poly people, and this is not the vibe. It's also at school, and they're children. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like the child threesome that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. what makes me uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. Just... <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Tiny swings by and it's just like, he's already accepted that this is something that's happening. And he's like, Hey, Zig, like I got the minivan. Like we're going on this camping trip with the buds. Um, and it turns out Zig didn't tell his girlfriends and they're like, why aren't we invited? Like, don't you want us to come? It's mostly Esme pushing this. Like, don't you want us to come? Like, 
And Zig's like, well, you do make things more fun. <laughs> and they're like, great, it's settled. We're going to go with you. And well, Esme's just immediately threatened by the fact that she's not included and in an Maya activity is. that also includes Zig. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, they, they're they all, he, he's like, it's a friend's thing. And she's like, am I not your friend? I'm like, Maya, uh, not Maya, Esme. Like, let's. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So insecure. <laughs> Yeah, that is the thesis statement of this episode. Esme is incredibly insecure. Um, So then we're with Tiny, and he's like, well, Esme was Esme, and now more people are coming to this friends thing. So, Shay, would you, like, I'm inviting you to this now. And after he walks away, Lola swings by and is like, so it's going to be a grown-up camping trip, huh? Like, get ready. Are you ready? I guess you're ready to take this next step. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. No, I thought it was friends. I didn't, like, I was not prepared for this pressure. I love that she says to, Lola says something, and she's like, we're the same age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lola's like, I'm why. Like, listen to my wisdom, essentially. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Lola, she's always, always assuming sex is involved. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but then we're with Maya, who's stressed out about getting songs ready for the Craig audition. And so she's thinking about bailing on the camping trip. But Grace and Jonah are like, no, you have to go. This is like, we're going to graduate soon. It's going to be a thing. Like, this might help you, like, get your mind off of it. Maybe you'll find inspiration. And she's like, okay, as long as you help me with, like, my pre-chorus on the way, like, fine, I'll go. And I think they also add that they know Esme's coming, so they're like, you have to come because Esme's the worst <laughs> and we need backup. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we're with Frankie and Esme, and Frankie's like, um, I don't really feel comfortable going because we weren't actually invited, so... I'm not going to go. I don't think you should go, but clearly there's nothing I can say to stop you. So I'm just not going to go is basically what happens here. And I'm pretty proud of Frankie for this because usually Frankie yeah. has no backbone. And she's like, True. I'm going to stand up to you because I don't want to do this. I'm surprised that she didn't pull the Grace and Jonah card, but she seems to be fine with them now that she's in this like thruple situation yes this was the most i think i've ever liked frankie this entire season (laughs) maybe entire time but esme is paranoid and thinks that everybody wants to get zig and maya back together and she's like she there's no stopping her from going on this trip um but she knows that his friends don't really like her so she also wants Frankie to come and Frankie actually gives good advice and she's like why don't you actually try to you know be a a person that just try being their friend yeah just try being their friend try to include yourself in things instead of just like immediately like taking yourself out yeah and Frankie's like I know like you're like let them see like the cool person that I see like you're my friend you're I consider you a good friend like Stop putting so much pressure on yourself and try to just try to make nice, which like it's good intentions, but I it might be too late. But like, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind. It's going to be an uphill battle for Esme, but whatever. Oh, do you guys want to do fashion? I only have one thing, and that's that in that scene with um, 
Shay and Tiny, she, I, I hate her outfit. She looks like she's at her first internship at an accounting firm. <laughs> she's wearing these like only... light blue like slacks with a tucked in white button down. And I'm like, what, what is happening? Why are you dressed like oh you are really trying to impress like 50 year olds? I really only noted Esme's saddle shoes, which aren't a new thing, but like. I was like, oh, maybe I'll take fashion notes this time. And then I didn't. So that was the only note that I took. There was just a lot of flannel at the camping trip. I noted that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Frankie and Esme's matching bikinis were a choice. So Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of the color. Not a fan of the cut. I'm like, mm, I don't know. If you're going to do like, let's get sexy matching bikinis. Maybe like make them cuter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But then we are at Lola's restaurant with Frankie, Lola, and Shay. And Shay is, like, now freaking out about going on this trip. And she's, like, calling her parents, hope, kind of maybe secretly hoping they're going to tell her not to go. But it turns out Tiny, like, already called her parents and asked for permission. And she's like, so you're saying it's okay that I spend the night away with my boyfriend without parental supervision? Like, this is okay? I In the okay. same tent. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, nope, there's no avoiding the situation, Shay. You're going camping. Um, I'm wondering why her parents said yes. Because they used to be very uptight about her dating. And I know that they like Tiny. And they're, like, comfortable with Tiny and Shay's relationship. But this even feels like maybe it's because her mom, like, consents that Shay is not feeling ready and trying to get out of it. (laughs) That she's like, I can trust you not to have sex. Because you clearly do not want this to happen. I think it's a combination of, like, Shay's a good kid, we trust her, and also, like, it's a group friend thing, and it's, like, right before, it's, like, a graduation trip, like, I think they're, like, well, let her do this because it's, we know it'll mean a lot, like, I don't know, I can see that being the reasoning, too, but then she's, like, okay, Frankie and Lola, you have to come with me for backup because I am not equipped to handle this by myself, um, and this is how Lola gets involved. <laughs> yeah. And then, and I don't even remember how this came up, but it was like, someone was like, oh, Lola, you won't even tell us who you lost your virginity to. And she's like, it was Miles. And they're like, ha ha, yeah, right. But I'm like, oh my God, she technically told them, but like, they didn't believe her. I was like, is this going to, this is going to come back, right? This is, wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're just going to drop it after this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, it was just a very random, like, throw-in at the very end of that scene. Yeah. Um, But then we're at the camping site. I think at this point it's just, like, Maya, Zig, Grace, and Jonah, and Tiny, maybe? I don't know. People are still, like, arriving. It's a camping montage. Yeah. Like, they... And Maya, Esme's there. Like, Esme joined the Oh, Esme's there group. already. Right. And they're kind of, like, joking around... Um, Maya, they're talking about like how much they've changed and like what's going on. Maya like burns Zig on not having sleeves ever. Um, and Esme is like trying to bond and she's like, I made weed brownies, but nobody is down. I'm like, oh, Esme, you should have just made normal brownies. I feel like that would have gone over better. They already think you're like a bad influence, but like she's trying, she is trying. She is trying. I mean, I feel like she's burned too many bridges at this point that they do not trust her friendship. Like it's a little bit like too little too late. And I feel Mm -hmm. for her in this situation. 
And like, but like with the weed brownies, like Esme is going to Esme. I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. And True. I feel like she just, she doesn't know those people that well and she chooses not to know them. So in her eyes, like that was a way to, you know, break the tension or something. But if like, you know, Jonah, you know, Grace, like they're probably definitely not going to do that. And then. <laughs> yeah. Jonah's fucking straight edge. It's on his hands. Um, and Grace is. Probably not yeah. medically able to partake in that. Like, yeah. So I was I like, if you wasn't read the room, there maybe it would have been when different. like Grace had like one beer and almost died. Probably, maybe I can't remember. Um, I don't think so because that was before. Was it before Zig and Esme were thing, or maybe it I was know just Zoe. The that was when Zoe was the only one. That knew yeah. about it because well, like, she was like, we have to Esme take there Grace not. to the hospital. She might have been, and everyone else was just like, "Oh, she just passed out. She's drunk." And Zoe's like, "No, we need to take her to a hospital." God, that was. But like, I'm sure she knows ago. about that. Like, how can you not hear about that? Um, yeah. Anyway, but I don't my... know. Esme's pretty <laughs> selfish. <laughs> but even Zig is like, "No, I don't want a weed brownie. I'm just gonna get sleepy," which is fair. And Maya's like, don't worry, guys, I brought s'more supplies. So it's like, not only did people reject Esme's peace offering, Maya has come in to save the day. So Esme's just feeling extra threatened and just then I think she like goes, she's like, I'm going to go in this tent by myself. I think this is also when Holland and I paused and we're like, there are a lot of exes on this camping trip when you think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's, I wrote them down, there's Maya and Zig, Frankie and Jonah, and Tiny and Lola. Yep. So it's like, all these people have swap spit. <laughs> yep. It's very high school. That's, I was going to say, that's like the like whole incestuous friend group high school thing where everyone's dated each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you really can't avoid being around at least one Especially by somewhere. the time you reach senior year. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um. But yeah, then like Frankie, Lola, and Shay get there, and Maya's still like super stressed out about songwriting. But Frankie goes into the tent to find Esme, and she's freaking out, and she's like, "Like everybody hates me. I need Zig to understand what he'd miss if we broke up. Um, we should go skinny dipping. Like we gotta go find water. Like she's flipping out, trying to think of like another way to like trap Zig into the relationship. So." He won't leave her. It's She's so scrambling. crazy also thinking, because we just watched the episode prior, like Zig is worried in the other episode about Esme breaking up with him. And then in this one, it's reversed. Like this relationship in general is just so toxic. Yeah. And she just like, she um, keeps trying to win him back with sex. And it's like, there can be so much more to you than that. Like that is not your worth. But like, that's also, I mean... In my opinion, that can definitely be, like, a high school thing where, like, a teenage totally. girl can, like, tie a lot of their value to that, mm-hmm. which is For a real sure. bummer. Yeah. Um, especially if, like, past events have only proven that theory, like, in her mind. Like, I feel like she has been able to use that to her advantage without... Especially with Zig. Like, I feel like that's how she locked in Zig was just like, hey, let's have sex in all these different places. And that's kind of, to me, been the majority of the relationship 
besides like a couple emotional conversations. Yeah. Um, but then Maya is having writer's block. Right. And she decides to eat some weed brownies to relax and find inspiration. <laughs> and she eats plural but, weed brownies. Like, I feel like, yeah, half which we find of out later, <laughs> would have sufficed. But, like, mm-hmm. Esme just kind of dropped these off and with like no instructions for a bunch of people that I know. don't really do drugs. I know. And that, but first we cut to Frankie and Esme, like, lost in the woods in the dark, trying to find, like, water to skinny dip in. And, like, Frankie kind of stops them and is like, are you okay? Like, you, like, you are freaking out. Like, we should just go back and hang out with everyone at the campsite. Like, I'm worried about you. This also made no sense to me because she was like, oh, if we, like, go far away from everybody and then, like, go swim and then come back naked or something they're just gonna think these things I was like I don't I didn't really understand her logic with this one I didn't either I think the I think she was like my read on this is that she's like we have to go out and like find the perfect place to swim and go have fun and like Zig will come find us which like (laughs) clearly he wasn't gonna do because he thought that she was still in the tent like there was no yeah she did not execute yeah, was, like even for a craft plan. It was I, poorly executed. Yeah, I I thought it was more like we let's go find water and then we'll go get Sig. But then it just took them too long to find the water and then they got lost in the I don't know. Nope. Like either whatever interpretation was always good, a bad plan. <laughs> I do feel like this area is what they've used these past couple seasons. Like this is where there was that like guitar random thing. The drum circle yeah, thing. Yeah, the drum circle. This out. looks like the same area. I'm like, it's is this like the ravine? The ravine. Yeah. It's basically the ravine. Um, but so, like, Frankie is worried and what? Because Esme's freaking out. And then Esme, like, turns on Frankie and is like, like, what are you even good for if you're not going to help me with this plan? Like, I made you awesome. You were, like, sad and pining over Jonah before I came along. And, like like boosted your profile like I gave and and Frankie is just like oh so you've just been using me this whole time to keep Zig's attention like what is going on and then Esme is like I give you everything and you turn on me and you can find your own way home it's just like we can see the warped logic of Esme just coming out like it's finally being verbalized basically pretty much also it's very like the regina george uh rose mcgowan and jawbreaker like bitch i made you (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. yes well and i think you just see where the place where esme's brain is whenever she is in a relationship or she does make friends it does seem like she does in her eyes, she's like, I put everything into this and I did all of these things and then everyone leaves me or everybody turns on me. I mean, the yeah. theme of Esme is that she has like, like it just in as a person with abandonment issues, like she has the worst abandonment issues I've ever seen in my whole life. Like it's like truly insane. And she, she, I mean, we always say that they need therapy. She needs to stop lying to her therapist. Yes, mm-hmm. that is the problem, I think, is that they're, 
either her dad is trying or she has tried in the past and now has just given up on it. And so it's like, technically she, you know, I think she has medication. I'm not sure if she's using it or abusing it or whatever based on the Miles situation um, in the previous seasons. But it doesn't seem, whatever is going on, she's not even trying to work on it. No. She's just in, like, she's just in denial. (laughs) Um, But then we are back with Maya, who is high as a kite. She comes out. She's like, guys, I wrote this amazing song. I wrote it in record time. Oh, my God. That's what I should call it. Get it? Record. Um, And the lyrics are like, the universe expands within my mind. I am one with all of mankind. It's just a very stereotypical, like, high (laughs) thinking type of song. And everyone's kind of, like, laughing and... Or just, like, kind of, like, trying not to laugh. And then it starts making her paranoid. And she's like, wait, why are you laughing? What's going on? What What's happening? Am I twirling? Am I twirling? Also, I've totally like, been here where you just, like, you're too stoned, but you don't know you're too stoned yet. And then, like, people start laughing at you for being too high. And then you're like, oh, God, I'm freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> and it was entertaining. This is when we find out she took multiple brownies. Yes. And I was like, oh, God, girl, no, I wouldn't trust like Esme's concoctions. Like, that's what you like take one bite at a time and then like see what's going to happen. Like, nobody knows how much, what like the dosage is in these brownies. Oh, yes. oh boy. Yeah. I think Jonah and Grace are like plural. <laughs> like, yeah. you took multiple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust um, anything then, made by Esme. <laughs> definitely not. Um, but then everyone kind of starts getting ready to go to bed. I think at this point, Zig's like, where is Esme? I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm going to go try to look for her. Um, Lola has a good dig here. Lola's like going to, she's like, um, I'm going in the car. You think a piece of nylon is going to keep a bear from eating my face off? No way. I'm going in the car. I love Lola. Um, and she's also, and also like, because I think Shay's like, you you can sleep in our tent, right? Like she's trying to not be alone with Tiny, and Lola's like, I'm going in the car. But also, that would be so awkward if Lola slept in the same tent as Shay and Tiny, like, which seriously. is also an no. ex boyfriend. <laughs> seriously. Um, but yeah, Shay's clearly nervous to be alone with Tiny, and they like get in the tent, and Tiny, of course, notices something is up, and he's like, we should talk about this. And then he, like, like Ugh. puts, like, bug bite ointment on her in, like, a sexy way. Like, I was, like, sensual bug ointment ap- application. This is interesting. But I honestly thought it was super awkward. It was awkward. Was but, like, like these really two weird. people do not look like they should even be having sex. But <laughs> <don't if> they <laughs> talk about it, and she says that she's ready, and we cut away from that scene at this point. I just don't see... I think in the beginning I saw more chemistry between them, but as I don't know, I just don't see the chemistry there. It just maybe because Shay is just so uncomfortable or like, and she's awkward and all of that. And I think Tiny's a great boyfriend, but I also like, I don't know, I don't love that it still doesn't seem like she's really ready. It's like she's convincing herself she's ready yeah. I don't see her as being ready to really even be in a relationship I mean I think Tiny is yeah. a very good first boyfriend for her because he's very like respectful of her boundaries and he doesn't push her but I think she feels kind of pressured from her friends and I don't know I mm-hmm. feel like 
Yeah, I, I would agree that I felt like there was more chemistry in the beginning. But yeah, I think it's just that she's like, she has other priorities and she's younger and like less mature in this specific area. Yeah. And we were also talking about the fact that, okay, now they all know where they're going to school. And if Tiny is actually going to Caltech, that is way across the country slash in another country from Toronto. So I'm like, this is not the best time to potentially be losing your virginity to, to someone that's about to leave. Yeah, I don't. It's it's all very complicated. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like it's surprised just, it hasn't come up yet. But it, yeah, it didn't really seem like we reached a point where it seemed like she naturally came to like, yeah, I think I am ready. It still just seemed very like, I'm nervous, but we talked for two seconds and I guess I'm ready now. I'm like, I, like, I don't know if the writing in this scene like warranted her being ready, but I don't know, whatever. Um, but then poor, poor Maya is too high. She's crying and it's like, I don't want to be high anymore. She's freaking out. Nobody ever bread wants would work. to have a bad trip. It's oh, it's poor. Oh, I feel for Maya. It's it's not fun to be in this place. No. Um, and Zig is here to help Maya. He's calming her down. He's just kind of like, okay, well, let like I know you're also stressed out about writing the song, but here we can write a song together. Like he's just being there for her. Which this and... was making me think about. Do you remember when they were dating and he was like, is your career more important than our love? And she was like, yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> that was like the main issue with their relationship. Yeah. Besides, as Holland reminded me that he cheated on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like I like, um, I like them together now more than I did before. Like I feel like over yes. the past like year, maybe because he's been like putting up with Esme, Zig has like matured <laughs> a lot and became like. But yeah. so has Maya. Yeah. Well, Maya's been through the fucking ringer. <laughs> I feel like we we talked about some early seasons and we're like, God, Maya was so annoying, like so so annoying oh, yeah. as a character. So it's like even seeing the growth of her character. Yet, like with, I mean, the trauma that she's also experienced, but the place that they've both happened to be at now definitely seems like a better position for them and like to maybe have a relationship than it was two seasons ago. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, but then they're like, are they go in the tent to talk and Zig starts crying and he's like, Maya, you really scared me. And they're like talking about everything that happened and how. Like, finding her was really traumatizing for him, too. And they just, she just kind of talks about what she was going through. And they have, like, a good heart-to-heart. Like, they talk things out. And because they just, it seems like they have been kind of avoiding well, I think trying Esme to touch on that conversation. Well, I think literally been attached to Zig at the hip. And even when Zig would try to hang out with his friends, I feel like Esme always roped herself in or got him out of it. To where he really hasn't spent a lot of time with these people this entire year because of Esme. Which that's a pretty good sign that you need to get out of a relationship when they like actively Mm -hmm. stop you from seeing your friends all the time. Yeah. True. But Esme overhears this conversation like outside of the tent and is crying. And then this is when she decides to cry wolf a little bit. A lot of it. Um... And she starts pretending to not be able to breathe and she's freaking out. 
And Dick is like, oh my God, she's allergic to bees. She must have been stung by a bee. Everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, where's the EpiPen? Tiny's like, bees don't even come out at night. What's going on? And That's the thing. she does this in front of two like scientifically minded people who are like, this doesn't know. make yes. any sense. I think this was also when. Because I, it reminded me of what she did to Miles when she faked the like wrist yeah. cutting and all of that. And I feel like people didn't see that except for Miles. Like she only did it to like one, a one person audience and doing this to multiple, like a group of people. It just did not seem like it was riskier. going to end well. <laughs> Um, and the people are like, I don't know how to use the EpiPen. And Esme like grabs it and is like, I'll do it. And like pretends to EpiPen herself and then gets caught faking that she faking using the EpiPen. By Shay. <laughs> because they're all like, okay, well, we got to take you to the hospital. The EpiPen's not going to like cure you. And she's like, I'm totally fine. And then Shay's like, you didn't even use this. Like what is going on? And she gets caught in her lie. And... And then as soon as she gets caught in her lie, cue Frankie emerging from the woods, like finally like back from being lost and abandoned by Esme. And she's like, I can't believe you left me. Like what's going on? So it's like, boom, she faked this thing. Boom. She abandoned Frankie in the middle of the woods. It's just like exposing everything about just how shady Esme has been. And it's just like, it's like, it's like a relief that everyone is finally seeing this, like for real, including Zig. But it's all, it's just, but it's, it's just so hard to watch because you're just like, Esme, no. And no. seeing it in action. Because I think, like you said, she already had a reputation that she was like a little bit of bad news. But to see what she has actually done in action and all of, like, again, this group of friends like caught her in the act of pretending to like do something and, which is super traumatizing if it's a it, bad look. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. It's a real bad look. It's a bit of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because she's mm-hmm. like, it's like this like just, you know, horrible like just circle where it's like they hate me because they think I'm crazy. So I'm going to act crazy and then they hate yeah. me because I'm crazy. Like it's just like not. Yeah. It's like yeah. forever. Very true. It's an Ouroboros it's like- of like fucking nonsense. And it's like, and I'm afraid Zig's going to leave me because they think I'm crazy. So I'm going to act crazy to try to keep him. But then they're going to see that I'm crazy. It's, yeah. Zig's all wrapped up in it, too. And um, I think a part of it is, I don't even know if it's the action itself. She thinks in her head, oh, I'm being crazy by doing this. I think she also is just so desperate to keep the attention of Zig at this point that her brain just immediately goes to, I need to make a scene. <laughs> Of some sort, so that I can keep it's like him I, around. It's I think she's like I need to do something drastic because I feel like I'm in a drastic situation. Yes, and I think that's where she is at. Um, Sex and pity are more... not the things to maintain your relationship. No. Oh God, no. <laughs> not at all. Um, but then it's the morning, and Zig or not Zig, Shay and Tiny are in the tent. And I was like, I was still, because I guess they didn't end up having sex the night before because they got interrupted by shit going on. And then I, it still wasn't clear to me, like, did they actually end up having sex in the morning? I think so. But, like, it was kind of vague. Um, I'm unclear. But I guess I know. maybe they did. Sure. Whatever. And then Zig comes back to Esme's tent. He had been, like, walking around and thinking all night. 
And I love that they had a huge tent so that they could fit the thruple. I know, right? <laughs> and Esme is just like, she is scrambling. And like Zig is trying to talk to her about all of these things and she's trying to distract him with sex. She's like, let's just go back to what we're good at. Like, I like I just I didn't want to lose you and Zig is like your logic is extremely flawed Esme like you have done so many unforgivable things that I cannot like we cannot come back from this and I am done and I am breaking up with you it's fine it's just finally this relationship is over Zig really saw the light (laughs) this time around yeah I don't know. Yeah. He was like, get a ride with Frankie, which is Frankie really going to give Esme a ride after all of this? I yeah, don't know. who knows, man. But yeah, to me, what was even worse is that Esme still refuses to have a real conversation about why did you do this? Like, why? What what feelings did you have that made you want to do this thing? And she just refuses to even have a conversation about it. I think it. it's because she doesn't want to confront that within her. Like, she doesn't want to approach the scary like emotional talk and feelings and explore like but why i would she say does zig is that she does the one person that she's confided in at least a little so if you can't even have a conversation with that person with the person you've been closest to for however long they've well, been she dating, can't even confront it with like to herself so i don't true. think she's going to be able to talk about it with anybody else really like the first step is always like admitting you have a problem and she hasn't done that so yeah, I think even if she did, though, he he wouldn't accept it at no. this point. There's just been too much like bullshit. Too little, too late. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was necessarily going to forgive her. I just think, I just, I think, I just want, I want more for her. I want her to like <laughs> speak and have a convers, have a real open conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I know we, we we only have like three episodes left, and I know everyone is saying like, oh, what could have been with Esme? So I'm like, I just know we're going to be unsatisfied with like whatever even happens with her character, and I'm it kind of bums me out because I am now worried like, what is she going to do now that she has been broken up mm-hmm. with by Zig? Like, I don't know what's next, and she doesn't have Frankie anymore because she exploded that, and I'm like, oh. And we have seen things are not looking up growth for Esme. from so many characters that we all thought were annoying. I mean, some have still stayed not so great, but like, yeah, I I think it would suck not to see any growth out of this after just seeing kind of probably her darkest and downest moment. I hope it is. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I'm not confident that it is quite yet, but I guess we'll see. Um, But then with Maya, who is finally over the bad trip <laughs> good for her and she's like i realized that i just need to take it easy i need to go easier on myself and the songs will come when they come and i'm just not gonna put too much pressure on myself right now because i need to prioritize my mental health and it's like good for you maya great and then like at the end i can't remember what happens but i feel like zig and maya share like a meaningful look oh and yeah it's like oh is this gonna happen again it's definitely gonna mm. happen again Basically, what happens? I'm kind of shipping. I am too. I mean, embarrassingly, I'm like, yes, let's do this, right? Yeah. Uh, no, because it's like she, Maya, is talking to like um, 
Jonah and Grace and she because they're like asking how she's feeling she's like I'm feeling a lot better I wrote a song blah 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 I like realized that I have to like not put so much pressure on myself and they were like oh so the drugs like actually like did help you in some capacity and she's like well it wasn't just that and then her and Zig have like a meaningful look <laughs> oh right and then right. Zig yes. saves right. her guitar from Tiny dropping it and gives it back to her and they just like have this like moment yeah and then that's the end of the episode so I guess we're gonna see what happens with that as well <laughs> yeah this definitely was a bottle episode now that you said that like I feel like we really did just have this like moment in time with a very core in group of characters which I yeah. really liked yeah. yeah it was like similar to yeah I feel like the bottle episodes that they have done on next class have been pretty good because I feel like I don't know if it was the last one we had but the one where they were all at the Hollingsworth house yeah like that was a pretty solid app. Like, that's when a lot of Miles hooked oh, up. And, like, a lot of, like, good stuff came from that as well. Yeah. Um, I like this, like, change of format was, once in a while. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, this was definitely. my favorite episode in a long time. Like, this was super fun. Yeah. I think we said that, too. Because yeah. this season has been a little less, I don't know, like. it. Ha- I don't, yeah, I don't think, the season has not been my favorite Next Class season, for sure. Um. It feels very, like, it feels, like, kind of unbalanced, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It's, like, we'll we'll see a character, and then we won't see them for, like, three episodes. And it's, like, oh, like, I can't remember. Like, we haven't seen Miles in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Up until this episode, we, like, we talked about it on the previous episode. Like, we have not really seen Shay that much. Like, yeah, Shay had, like, one huge storyline and then nothing. I guess this was her next one. Yeah, like that whole sports oh, supplement thing was abandoned. Like, is anything even going to happen get with that me again? With I don't that. know. I oh, yeah. hated that episode. <laughs> I, oh my God. I'm sorry. If a coach is telling you to take supplements, that's a bad coach. <laughs> Come like, on, Armstrong. You should not be convincing a teenager to be taking supplements, especially if you want to be an NCAA athlete because they test for that shit. So like, Supplements are not regulated by the FDA, and so then you go to college, and if you're on something and you, a lot of, like, you have regular drug tests for a lot of sports, especially, like, the bigger sports, and if some substance comes out, like, you're suspended, or you can get kicked off. So I'm like, how was a coach telling her it's okay to take supplements? <laughs> I was I was livid when yeah. I watched that episode. That was ridiculous. Just fun facts. If you ever want to be an NCAA athlete, like... <laughs> Though supplements have a ton of shit that is not regulated. And so if you want to see a dietitian, you can and they will tell you exactly what you're allowed to take. But don't just like go to the Internet and be like, sure, that'll make me stronger. <gasps> I'm glad Rant we have over. you weighing in for this because you, <laughs> yes. you are our yes. sports correspondent. I hope you know that. Yes. Oh, Truly. Yeah. I was. And also supplements are not. The reason it's such an issue is because they're not expensive. Like, again, maybe it's different in Canada, but in like. The U.S., I mean, the most expensive thing might be, like, a $20 That's protein powder or something. Too, because I go to yeah. GNC to buy, like, protein bars and, like, things like that once in a while. And, it, it, like, I've never seen any of that shit. Like, even the huge containers of, like, powders and things for more than, like, maybe $40. My thing is, if it's expensive, it's probably illegal like that to me is like that's probably steroids then like, yeah. which you should not be taking like i uh yeah that was that was not a good episode for so many reasons and i was like why oh so bad 
I'm glad we have the background (laughs) info. (laughs) You're a teenager. Don't take supplements. I swear. (laughs) Also, yeah, and part of it could just be rest. Like sometimes your body does need to rest in order to get better because you can fatigue yourself and you can hit like a limit. So you do. Especially if you're already stressed out and anxious about it, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Coach Armstrong, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spirit Squad captain. Uh, Lola for being Lola. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, do we have one? Zig um, for seeing the light. Maybe Zig for helping Maya. Like, I don't. I'm okay with Zig for know. helping Maya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we going to ship Zig and Maya again? Uh, unfortunately, yes. I think we are. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Or I, I don't even know if I should say again, because I don't know if we ever actually shipped them before, because we were always, like, nauseated by them. Yeah. Maybe we did in really The very seasons. beginning, I think. Like, when they like, were a lot younger. When, yeah. I think we did a little bit. Um. Okay. So, we don't really have any grapevine today, uh, so if you'd like to contribute to a future Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or send us an email at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you are on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. Uh, and you can follow me on Instagram at Keller High Water. You can follow me on Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And Carly, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Karma Page, Karma with a C, Page, P A I G E. Sweet. Um, and as far as recommendations go, BTS just dropped a new single. It's called Butter. Everybody should go listen to it because it's really fun. It's a really good summer jam. I got to do my K-pop army duty. There you go. Listen to Butter. Stream Butter. It's great. It's a bop. I actually enjoyed it. And it's in English. So if the language barrier ever frightened you from listening to BTS, this one's all in English. Um, I'm going to recommend a podcast, uh, Disgraceland. It is a true crime music podcast and it's fantastic i am learning a lot cool. about like jerry lee lewis and uh the grateful dead and all of these very famous musicians who are like deeply fucked up oh wow yeah jerry lee <laughs> lewis very likely killed two of his wives and got away with it yikes what <laughs> and he's still alive oh, he's good. still torn great balls of fire at 81 so Holy shit. He's a fucking lunatic. Oh gosh. Anyway, it's a great podcast. Uh, Disgraceland. Um, I think I'll probably recommend a podcast. So Serial came out with a new season called The Improvement Association. I just finished listening to it last week. It's five episodes. It's not too long, but super interesting. It's about the one time America has really ever had true election fraud in a small county in North Carolina. And they pretty much just dig into why it happened, the consequences of it happening, like what's happened with the county since. Um, And it was, yeah, it was just very interesting, uh, like, way to also see how this one county also reflects, like, voting in America and what's been going on in the world. So, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. 
Um, all right. Well, thank you again, Carly, for joining us on the episode. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, and actually, I think we might need to officially announce. I don't think we've actually said it on the show yet, but this will be our last season of the podcast. Once we are finished with next class, we are going to be taking an indefinite hiatus. Um, we aren't going to be going back to old school, at least not anytime soon, but never say never. But I just feel like, I don't know. If, I feel like we've like alluded to it, but I don't know if we ever have officially said it. And we've talked about it off mic. So we, we are just like, yeah, it's the last season. But I don't think we've actually said like, this is the last season when we only have three episodes left. So yeah, I just wanted to say that in case people weren't aware. Um, I think we'll announce it again next week at the beginning of the episode because I know people don't always listen to the very end that's but a good call for all of you who <laughs> listen until the end uh you you are the first to officially know we may come back for um the old school ones if you don't want to keep us it as you're subscribed that is fine but maybe continue to follow us on twitter at Degrassi pod because if we do come back we will obviously announce it um mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's been uh, a crazy wild five year ride and I yeah. I think we both are just it's been five years yeah, it's been five mm -hmm. years oh my gosh um, god that's so crazy yeah, it's been five fucking years so we <laughs> we are uh, ready for um to close this this chapter and what am I gonna do this is how <laughs> it, like for people that don't know I live I live in California so across the coast from Holland which it sucks sometimes. This is actually the first time we've seen each other in like a year and a half yeah. because of COVID, which yeah. is the longest we've ever <laughs> gone without seeing each other. Which, So I feel like this podcast for me was like a way to kind of hear Holland and like make it feel like she was with me, even though she's across the country from me. So mm -hmm. well, be I interesting. Will, I will say I may have something else in the works coming out soon. Um, so I might not be, uh, off the airwaves for very long or whatever you want to call this. I don't know, whatever. And I will, so, I will still be, um, with Sean every October for the Halloween yes. episode. <laughs> oh, right. And like, Kelsey might be popping into whatever I do eventually, yep. potentially if she wants to. I, of course, of course. Um, so I'll probably make a more official announcement about that once it's more set in stone, but something, I have something in the works after this podcast. Um, and Allegra is involved as well. If so, all of the Allegra lovers who love it when Allegra is a guest on this podcast, Allegra will also be involved in the future project. Also, Carly may or may not be a guest <laughs> on a future episode of whatever this project is. So I will, I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Um, but thank you as always to Jay for our wonderful theme song and thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Mm -hmm.